My name is Steve Layton, and I travel the world finding amazing and delicious coffee for you to drink at home. Some make coffee difficult to understand and complicated, but here it's my job to make it easy and fun and tell you what's in my mug. Hello everybody and welcome to In My Mug episode 441. A pleasure as always to see you. Um, hope you enjoyed last week's From Hand uh, and I hope you've been uh, and said hi to Pete or at least punched him or kicked him or something like that. Um, Pete is the man who is uh, manning things there uh, a lot more than we are but I'm going to be back down there in the near future so keep an eye on my Twitter and my Instagram for hints of when I'll be working and I would love um, you to come and uh, say hi. The amount of people that I, I met during London Coffee Festival and during Hand was amazing and thank you all for coming saying hi and that you watch these it means a lot to me. Anyway we should get to this week's coffee. I have notes for this week's coffee uh, because it's the first time that we've had it. We've had the coffee flowers from here but we have not had um, uh, the, the coffee. Um, it is uh, Bolivian El Fuerte, uh, Pump Natural Catura. Um, the bit, reason I got the notes was that El Fuerte um, is named after the Fort of Samapita. Yeah, I can't pronounce it, can I? S-A-M-A-I-P-A-T-A, which is a unique fort that was built by the Spanish when they were colonising um, and is uh, quite often visited, and it's just like a name that they've decided to use uh, for that. I'm guessing El Fuerte means the fort or something like that, but um, it is a, a World Heritage Site. It gets lots of tourists and lots of locals uh, visiting um, the nearby town of Samipatia. It's actually nowhere near the farm. The farm is in Karanavi, uh, where lots of the Bolivian coffees come from. Um, to give you an idea of where it is, let's go look at this week's map bit. It's the map bit. No expense spent. Yeah, that's going to rattle around in your head as well. Thank you to everybody who emailed me last week saying that uh, it rattled around in their head when I did it. Um, let's look at Bolivia and uh, in particular El Fuerte. But before we do that, the solar de uni salt beds contain the largest deposit of salt on the planet. And I've been there and I've been to the Salt Hotel, which is absolutely phenomenal. A beautiful place. Um, yeah, very, very flat. Uh, but let's look at somewhere that isn't very flat, and that is El Fuerte. And we're zooming down here to the farm. We've got really good uh, feel of the coffee trees and how it's all set out. Um, beautifully lines, uh, beautifully mountainous. Um, this is just Bolivia. This is how it looks normally. Um, it's just a, a, a tropical forest of beautifulness. And uh, you can really see the fine lines that they've planted these trees in. That's for separation, but it's also so they can, you know, easier to pick, um, uh, easier to manage, uh, easier to make sure that you're picking the right coffee and uh, doing all of the right things. So you can just see the contours, the whole Andean spine that runs through Bolivia. Um, beautifully mountainous region. The highest point, 6,542 metres above sea level, high enough for your lungs to explode. Um, and the lowest point, 90 metres above sea level in Rio Paraguay, of course, a landlocked country. And that was this week's map bit. So you can see there on the map, this is a whole brand new farm that has been built. And it's been built because the uh, Rodriguez family, um, so you have uh, Pedro, Pedro Pablo, who is Pedro's son, and Daniela, who is the daughter, um, 
planting all of these new farms. So La Linda, Don Carlos, El Fuerte, Alicitas, all farms that they have decided to um, increase the production of. And why are they doing this? Well, yields in Bolivia have been dropping for years and years. Um, you know, subsistence farmers are stopping doing it. So they've decided to organise themselves and buy up land and plant their own farms, uh, of which they're doing a fantastic job with lots and lots of different varietals. Um, Katura being one of them, but they've got lots of geishas, javas, uh, bourbons, yellow bourbons, orange bourbons, pink bourbons. Like, just really going out there and trying to uh, push the boundaries of specialty coffee. Um, I love the filter coffee of this, and I think the reason I love it is that I love Katura anyway. Like, you can give me the fancy varietals, but Katura is amazing. Um, this one has a real kind of, like, a mushy apricot kind of flavour to it. Like, almost like it's, it is pureed up. And it's absolutely delicious. Um, to find out more about Bolivia, why don't we go and look at the fact file? And when you come back, I will have the cappuccino and I'll have the espresso and we'll talk about those a little more. Another week, another fact file. And this week we're looking at South America and in particular Bolivia. But do remember, children... Figures may change because we got them wrong. So let's look at this. And we've got um, 25,000 hectares devoted to coffee, which sounds like a lot, but actually in the grand scheme of it is very, very small amount. They are the 33rd biggest producer, tiny producer really, uh, between uh, 20 and 50,000 bags uh, produced. Um, yeah, it's not a great deal we've got common varietals we have typica we have katura katai and we're starting to see things like bourbon and geisha and javas and all that but only because of the rodriguez family um coffee grown as low as 800 meters one of the some of the highest coffee in the world's grown in bolivia at 2300 meters above sea level we've got 22 farms that we're working with in bolivia reading and weep most can't work with one and we've got uh, the province is Florida, the Department of Santa Cruz. Um, total farm size is 35 hectares. It is a pulp natural, Katura. Has an altitude of 1450 to 1700 meters above sea level. And that was this week's fact file. Okay, so I'm back and I'm gonna go straight into the espresso. Thank you to Sonali for making these as well very very grateful she made last week's too um yeah i think what i get mainly with this is i want you to think like apricots and i want you to think like peach and puree and i want you to think like yellow fruit um it's very sweet uh, but it's like a fruit sweetness it's all about texture with this coffee the pulp natural really just lifts it um let's go for it in the milk Now, I've been loving milk recently, been really enjoying them, but I don't enjoy this one in milk. The acidity for me is a little too much, and it's a little bit unbalanced. As an espresso, it's fantastic, and I think as a brewed coffee, it is just phenomenal. Uh, but as a cappuccino, really not my bag, I'm afraid, uh, not my thing. Okay, before we go, we haven't heard from him for a while, so Roland gives you daft fact. Last week tonight with John Oliver, a couple of weeks ago featured dancing zebras who help people cross the road in Bolivia. Go check out the hashtag #BetterWithZebras.
Roland is quite correct. The Tonight Show with John Oliver a couple of weeks ago did a special feature on these the zebras. They people dress up as zebras and help people cross the dangerous roads in La Paz. And trust me, they're dangerous. Uh, while dressed up as zebras, and um, he's done this very funny piece. If you search the hashtag "Everything's Better with Zebras," or I think it's "Everything Better with Zebras." Um, it's hilarious. You really should go check it out. Um, some of the videos on the internet have made me smile very much. Um, and on that one, we should wrap up. Thank you very much for joining me as always. And do remember, life is too short for bad coffee. <laughs>